0: Hey guys, before we start this episode, we just wanted to give a trigger warning that this film, and subsequently our commentary on it, contains a lot of references to sexual assault and sexual violence. Um, we completely understand if you don't listen to this episode. The Long story short, if you just want the abridged version, the movie's not good, don't watch it. So, uh, yep, Thanks for uh, thanks for listening.
1: I'm C.J. Essen.
0: I'm Alexis Zamora
1: and we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. 07. It is midnight on a Friday night. Alexa and I are a few beers in.
0: <laughs> I'm literally holding a beer as we speak and I'm drinking it.
1: And we need these beers right now. We need them because we just finished watching one heck of a movie. Oh
0: <laughs> God. Do we call it that? At this point, I want to call it a snuff film.
1: A snuff. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, and all those who do not go by either, we watched Big Stan. (laughs) Big Stan was a trash, poopy garbo of a movie. It was just not good.
0: I can't stress enough. I can't stress enough how how bad this movie was and it just kept going like at i was sitting there and i looked at my phone at one point and i was like god like this is the longest movie ever and we were only 40 minutes in i was like oh my god yeah
1: it, it felt like it was dragging It was only
0: 105 minutes!
1: It wasn't 105. It was like 150, I I thought.
0: Was it?
1: I think so. Maybe It was
0: 150, and I just didn't read that correctly. That would actually make more sense, because it did take almost two hours to get through it.
1: If you don't know what Big Stan is, first of all, good for you. This is a uh, Rob Schneider movie. Not only does he act and star in it... (laughs) He directs it and was one of the producers.
0: Rob Schneider is Big Stan.
1: And Big Stan is a quote-unquote prison comedy.
0: Nothing raises more red flags than the phrase prison comedy.
1: Especially with Rob Schneider.
0: With Rob Schneider, what a recipe for fucking disaster. Because,
1: right, like, okay. You can do a prison comedy. Yeah, I'm it's been done before. The Longest Yard, from my recollection, is not that bad. I was I just really about to
0: say The Longest Yard is a classic. Yeah. Prison comedy.
1: But here's the thing. Right off the bat, the, the one biggest thing that we're going to keep saying again and again, this entire movie is just how Rob Schneider does not want to get raped in prison.
0: Yes, the entire the entire movie is a rape joke. And it's funny because before, when we chose this movie. I'm, and wait, did I you just say it's funny? Said, no, 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 no. <laughs> these, God, no. No. The situation in which I'm about to describe is.
1: Got is you. Okay. An
0: ironic sort of funny. It's ironic because uh, yesterday, when we were talking, yesterday, whatever, when we were discussing watching this movie and we saw that it said prison comedy i was like how many drop the soap esque jokes do you think there's gonna be and cj said three and i was like Probably four. We gave it too
1: much respect. We gave
0: it too much credit because (laughs) I was thinking, like, Rob Schneider would be like, don't drop the soap, guys. And then, like, in actuality, they just, like, came out guns blazing and they were like, this movie is about getting raped in prison. And you're like, whoa, whoa, what? What are you talking about? I, I... the, the minute they started talking about it, I texted CJ about a thousand different mm-hmm. what's. I was like, what? Who? What? Why? Whoa. Why? 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 Why are we saying? Why are we talking so extensively about this? It's because it's was the movie.
1: It was the entire movie. You take that away from the movie and you get nothing. Because what happens is Rob Schneider's character is a weakly, scummy, uh timeshare salesman. Yes. Who gets... He's in uh,
0: quote-unquote real estate.
1: Yes. He gets thrown into prison for fraud, uh, serving three to five years. And his main concern, because he was able to wiggle out six months before he was put in the slammer, his main concern was he did not want to get raped in prison. And so what did he do to fix this, to solve his problem? He found a homeless man to teach him martial arts.
0: His name is The Master...
1: Can you tell me a little bit more about the master, Alex? The
0: some. master? So, this is my problem uh, with any sort of viewing experience, but mostly uh, as soon as they start breaking out slurs and talking about sexual assault like mm-hmm. it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm drinking so much beer. Um, <laughs> my brain automatically is like, time to focus on something else. So, like, I opened up my phone. And then I look back up, and there's a random man in Rob Schneider's house. <laughs> and I'm oh, like,
1: so you don't even know how he got there.
0: I, okay, truthfully, all right, let me set the scene. So Rob Schneider goes out to dinner with his wife? Yes. Right? With his wife after he gets sentenced to prison, and she's like, all right, well, before you go to prison, um, get me pregnant. I want to have a baby. And he's like, no, I don't want to have children. And then they get in an argument whatever and then she leaves and then i guess he's all sad so he goes to like this random bar which turns out to be a gay bar where he only pays 75 cents for a shot of whiskey which was
1: baffling yeah like was that supposed to be a joke i mean i i don't know i'm just jealous yeah
0: yes me too it was so weird when she was like when the lady was like and she filled the glass yeah she's like it's only 75 cents and he like pushed her over a dollar and i was like is there a joke here i'm i'm just more jealous that she got an entire glass of whiskey for 75 cents anyway he sees that this man has a tattoo about him going to prison and so he talks to him about prison and the guy immediately once again guns blazing is like you're gonna get raped, and I'm, uh, and I rape people, and it's fine, and it's cool, and I do it all the time, and I'm like, it's just uh, what you have to do, you know. It's just what you have to prison, do. If you're in prison,
1: it's it's not a sexual thing; it's it's um, a thing of power and violence.
0: That so that happens. First of all, that man is played by Grizzly Adams. Sad. I
1: don't Poor know Grizzly
0: who Adams. that is. He, he had a show called. He played a character called Grizzly Adams. in like the 50s and he was you know with like animals and stuff and it was like a western I think I don't know regardless uh he was played by Grizzly Adams and he's like so that's all I see first of all I thought it was the guy who plays Mr. Krabs oh Um,
1: my god I
0: forget what his name is uh, like Clarence Clancy, 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 Brown. Clancy Brown. So he has the same like I guess I I didn't realize, but Grizzly Adams and Clancy Brown has the same has the same facial structure. So I was like, oh my god, is Mister Krabs in this? But no. But I thought it was Mister Krabs, and then so then I look down. So I'm like tuning out. I text mm-hmm. CJ a bunch of like what's happening, and then my brain kind of shuts off. You and then him? I look back up, and there's a strange man in his house. And I was like, oh, I guess this is Grizzly Adams. CJ, I went through the whole movie, plus afterwards, thinking that this was the same character, the guy that he talked to in the bar, and the master were the same person, until I was looking at the cast list, and I was like, when the fuck was Grizzly Adams in this movie? And then it says ex-con, and I'm like, who the fuck is the ex-con? And then I look it up, and I'm like, oh my god, they're different fucking characters.
1: So, let me fill in the blanks then. Please do. Rob Schneider. Uh, does a montage of different tasks to try and bulk himself up and prepare for prison. Like, I
0: remember this.
1: Mm-hmm, uh, it doesn't really work. Uh, so the montage stops at a children's karate studio, where he's complaining to uh, Master Cho that he's not. Is it
0: not, Cho or Joe?
1: It was, it was Cho, C H O, and he was complaining because he wasn't learning quick enough because he was already there for a week. And then he got a one-on-one sparring session with a green belt kid, got his ass kicked, then he started, like, punching or choking out the kid. Then, oh which my god,
0: pr- I really missed out on this. Which
1: prompted Master Cho to throw him out of the studio and then, like, beat I him senseless so. on the on the street. And Rightfully as, so. hmm As he was beat senseless, he got up to see the homeless man in the alley uh, say some sort of offensive slur, I'm sure. But that's how he <laughs> met the master, and he just yes. brought the master to his seven million dollar home, or whatever his home was. And I was gonna
0: say, wow, was it really seven million dollars? Or, he, I don't or maybe so his much net about this. his
1: net worth was seven million dollars, something like that. Maybe. But he just brings this this man home, who apparently is a uh, martial arts master, to stay at his home and teach him for the next six months how to survive in prison, which yes. is. Just a disgusting portrayal of what you know a thirteen-year-old thinks is the ideal man. <laughs> I
0: Okay, so he's going through this ridiculous training where, like, he's he breaks his finger, yeah, um, trying to do this move called the finger, where he literally gives him a middle finger and he like punches through a, and it's a block of wood through a block of wood. Um, and he breaks his finger. That was fucking gross. Um, the actor who plays the master is David Carradine, 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 um, who actually was a Kung Fu master, uh, for his whole life. But, um, he's like beating him with like a fire, a whip that's on fire. But then they cut to this shot and CJ, I have, oh God, I felt like I was going to vomit right there. He is like, sh- wrapped up to some fucking crazy contraption where he is literally hanging oh. by his nipples. Yeah, it was just
1: clamps on nipples and <gasps> it looked terrifying. Yeah, it I'm with was, you.
0: I felt my skin fucking crawl into my organs. Like I was like turn this like there were so many scenes in this movie that were so fucking gross yeah like I, I, physically I, I, I agree. like with bodily harm that i was like w- what's the point of this this isn't funny it's just gross and upsetting to look
1: at folks just take a quick two seconds and picture a shirtless rob schneider hanging by his <laughs> nipples but like where his nipples are like Stretched. maybe a foot away from the actual skeletal structural of his body
0: I'm literally crawling into my body right now as we speak. Like I'm It's collapsing. not a good look.
1: <laughs> it's I not.
0: I literally have a note in my notebook in all caps that all it says is not the skin.
1: What got me the most ticked off during this, this uh, glorified montage of sorts, mm-hmm. as he was learning from the master, was the entire time. The entire movie up to this point was Rob Schneider just... Disrespecting his his caring, loving, beautiful wife. And, Literally. And he brings this crazy guy into his home and she's like, Does he really need to be here? And he and Rob Schneider is like, Yeah, stupid.
0: You stupid woman? What do you know about anything? You're just a woman. And you ev- don't know shit.
1: And even the master is treating uh, his wife horribly. I don't remember his wife's name, but I know it's Jennifer um. Oh, she's from on. Once Morrison? Upon a Jennifer Time. Morrison?
0: I think so. Yeah. I just know her from Once Upon a Time. She plays Emma. Same here. <laughs> and
1: she's just, it's, it's another, just one of the many, many examples of all of these simple comedy movies where they have an amazing, beautiful wife who somehow fall in love with these dopey, dumb comedian husbands.
0: A classic Adam Sandler movie. What, like,
1: what a trope, man.
0: What a trope. Not to not to diverge from the conversation, but have you seen Hubie Halloween? I
1: have not yet. A popular uh, YouTuber that I follow, um, he has seen it. And I've had my reviews of from his point of view.
0: Yeah, um, not great. Uh, but Rob Schneider is in it. And it, it, once again, is Adam Sandler getting the beautiful woman.
1: What? And I don't know if this is true, but what I was told... Was that this movie was created in response to him getting snubbed in the awards. See. For. Uh,
0: uncut Gems. Yes, thank you. First of all, completely agree. Adam Sandler was fucking snubbed. I will go to my grave saying that. And so he then deserved. in like spite,
1: he decided to make like a terrible yeah. movie.
0: Well, after the movie came out and after the Oscar nominate, before the Oscar nominations came out, he basically tweeted like if uncut gems does not get nominated for an oscar i will create the worst movie ever made now i believe adam sandler i believe that threat i don't believe that it's Howard. Oh, so you think there's gonna be a, something else i just else. don't think the timeline matches up i don't think i mean granted it's not like a lot of effort are put is put into his movies but i just don't Think okay, the turnaround is fast enough. I feel like Hubie Halloween was definitely something that was already in the works for him, um, and also it's not the worst movie that he's ever made. So
1: okay, so we actually, could expect an even darker horizon yes, for Happy there, Madison.
0: There, there were some very bright spots in Hubie Halloween, and very redeemable spots in Hubie Halloween. I fear for the day. That his <laughs> worst film ever surfaces, but if
1: but but making a worst film on purpose in turn would be kind of good. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, it depends I on guess. what he, It depends on how his take on the worst film is. Like if he's yeah, if he's going for vulgarity and offensiveness, then maybe that. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, this man made fucking Chuck and Larry. So like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> but but then if on the same point if he's like on purpose making like a B movie that is just like supposed to be like awful yeah in that sense then I could get into it
0: yeah that being said Huey Halloween had all of like all of the Adam Sandler regular players they had Rob Schneider of course we had fucking Ben Stiller reprising his role from Happy Gilmore wow. you had. The same actress who played the love interest in Happy Gilmore was playing the same love interest here. Actually, it's very deep into the Adam Sandler verse. Um, like Steve Buscemi's back. Uh, Kevin like James. All the yes, Kevin James is back. All the Maya Rudolph is back. Like all the regular players are back. It's I honestly like it sucked, but like in like a enjoyable. Adam Sandler way. I can anyway, you. I don't know how I got to Hubie Halloween. You're good. Rob Schneider was in let's,
1: it. Let's rapidly steer this bus off the cliff and it landed back in Big Stan town.
0: I don't want to.
1: We're going to have to push through. Big Stan then goes to prison. And, folks, and now
0: he's got like all this confidence.
1: Folks, I I mean, it's just... You, you, you I, I would laugh at the ridiculousness of itself on how we just watched Stan do, quote-unquote, this martial arts training, which was just a mockery of, like, stunts. Yes. And yes. he goes to prison, and apparently it fucking worked, and now he's a huge martial arts fighter big shot where he's able to take on... The entire prison yard, more or less. In the first day there, he finds the biggest guy. And he not only beats him up, but he beats up the leaders of, like, all the gangs. And then, like, a mob of people just, like, in this big martial arts fight scene. And we're were you supposed to feel good about that? Or were you we supposed to be like, yay, big stand? I mean, like... He
0: did it. This is my thing.
1: Yeah, what's I your thing? I
0: thought... The whole movie, because they start out, and he's like, he's this little dude who's super weak he's uh he's a conniving real estate asshole, yeah, but a he's weasel. you know he's a weasel, and so, like I thought when they introduced the master, I was like, Oh, this is what the movie's about. It's about him training to go to prison, and then towards the end of the movie, he's gonna go to prison and he's gonna dominate prison, but the training was really. Only about 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then they're like, well, now Big Stan is a martial arts master, and now he's going to run the prison. And I'm like, what kind of journey is this (laughs) that we're going on?
1: His character is, like, completely different from what started.
0: No, and it's not even like his character is different from what it started because he went on a, 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 a character's journey. Like it's just like the next scene he was like and now i am wise like why what happened also was his this may have been something that like i spaced out on but was his eyesight he was wearing glasses in the beginning of the (laughs) movie was his eyesight just cured by kung fu (laughs)
1: oh like said you don't know if you work out and be strong you don't need glasses anymore
0: Okay, was there an actual thing where they were? he was like... No,
1: no, I didn't okay, catch no, that, he to just, be honest. <laughs>
0: he just stopped wearing glasses, <laughs> like, after he worked out and got buff. He was like, and now I can see oh, that is ridiculous. my eye muscles got strong. <laughs> so stupid.
1: And so the, the dude, after the first day, he quickly becomes top dog, beating up everybody to a pulp. And so now everyone fears him and kind of respects him. And... All of a sudden, the dude, like, turns the tables and decided, instead of not caring about anyone else and only caring about himself, he's going to start caring about other people. And he just walks out into the courtyard, shouts loud enough so everyone can listen, and being like, hey, everybody, stop <laughs> raping. Don't do it, because if you do it, I'm going to beat you up. And, yes. and folks, that... that worked
0: okay once again cj i have yet another question yeah so big sand beats the shit out of everybody on his first day the warden brings him in gives him a cigar and like bourbon or whatever and is like i actually brought you here specifically because you're like a real estate mogul and i wish to build property on this prison site like i guess he wants to get the prison shut down so that he can Correct. build property so like okay so he's like all you have to do is just help me build this prison thing great then i i guess my brain turned off and then i my brain wakes up again and he's like everyone i haven't oh also a Nazi white supremacist with a big ass Nazi tattoo on his chest tries to kill Big Stan with a shiv made out of a toothbrush, correct. and Big Stan kicks the shit out of him with nunchucks made out of um, bars of soap and shoelaces, and then leaves him. And then everybody um, shoves the shiv up his ass, uh, which the was Nazi's upsetting. Ass, correct. Yeah, the Nazi's ass. Um, so then that happened, and then my brain st- and then my brain shut off, and then I woke up again, I became lucid, and he's like, "Everyone, I have a meeting. W- not okay. only are you not only going to rape people, but everyone's going to be friends, and we're all going to listen.: to the transition.: Cuban music.: OK, So help me.:
1: Right before he did go to prison, um, his wife left him: And: Yes. So, while he was in prison, there was negotiations with his lawyer about the divorce. Stan was being very conflicted about the whole thing, and he was talking to his cellmate, who was an old man, who apparently, the biggest regret in his life, was not understanding and not listening to his wife, because she was the only one Who understand... Who loved him for himself.
0: And then he murdered her. And
1: then the old man murdered his wife. Correct. Because alcohol. You know, you can blame anything on alcohol. Um,
0: Did you know... Not to derail, but did you know that... This actor was, like, a famous actor. I also have his name written down. Henry Gibson. He was, like, a famous actor starting in, like, the 50s. And he was in, like, a bunch of, like, sketch comedy shows. I know him because he is the Leprechaun Man and the Luck of the Irish. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I do know that He's movie. Yeah, yeah. Riley
0: O'Reilly. And I was like, oh, look, the man! I don't want to hear that you're a serial masturbator.
1: And so hearing these words of advice, Stan comes around and wants to uh, reconnect with his wife and make things good again. And then he finally, through that, he realizes that he, you know, actually cares for people and decides to use his power for good and he just decides to stop rape
0: (laughs) i don't mean to laugh i don't mean to laugh but that's literally what it is it's what it's like he decides and the thing is too so this is he gives this fucking speech about one (laughs) about how um you can't be racist because everybody's from Africa and we're all one. We're all one race, the human race. Like, okay, great. And then he, and then he, like, randomly brings up like we're only gonna listen to like Cubano music, which is fine. I.
1: It's because he was talking about rap music and saying, oh yes. the rap music. You guys it's love women, right? So why are you so talking so bad about women in your rap music? And then all the yeah. all the guys were like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm going to
0: stop listening to rap.
1: We'll do whatever you Cubano say, music, buddy.
0: Which is good. I mean, I'm not knocking Cubano music. It's a good beat and you can dance to it. But like that was just so fucking random. Um, and then he gives this whole speech about, and this really give, gave me the biggest fucking Chuck and Larry vibes. Oh, totally. He was like, guys, you can't rape other men. If you want to have sex with other men, you can be gay. And that's okay. But you can't rape them. But it's okay to be gay as as long as it's consensual and you're happy. And then this, like, one guy is like, well, I want does nobody want to have sex with me? And then this other inmate is like, I do, and then they start dating. And I was like, You can literally feel Rob Schneider and whoever wrote this movie, I forget his name, fucking patting themselves on the back, being like, Yep, we solved homophobia, we solved guys. It. We solved homophobia. We solved sexual assault. We solved racism. You guys all don't in need this to marry, one right? speech.
1: Have you seen this movie? You still want to get married? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Like,
0: I, I felt so fucking angry listening to that. I was like, you can just feel that they're so fucking uh, proud of themselves. Yeah, for uh, saying Rob. This shit.
1: Rob Schneider was high off his own farts. To put it in the lingo literally, that they don't use.
0: Literally, and like the whole movie is the whole movie is just Rob Schneider being really buff and being really good at kung fu and then uniting a prison because he's just so smart and so great um, and then getting his wife back and having a kid and being a good prison dad um, and that's it. And then and then it's great.
1: But then as soon as the man that apparently can beat everyone up and that's... Be- and- For that reason alone, he has everyone's trust and respect and power. All he has to do is gather everyone, put them on bleachers, and just say, hey, no more rape. And that itself completely works, apparently. And along with no more rape, there's like no more violence because everyone is now lovey-dovey and cool with each other. And all the different gangs are mingling, and there's prosperity, and there's uh, interracial book clubs. Yeah. Uh, uh, all thanks oh thank you so much rob schneider God, rob schneider thank I you for believe. just all who knew who it was like, so simple all you had to do was learn martial arts for six months from a man that has no credentials and go to prison uh spend one day beating everyone up and then apparently just saying hey guys no more rape that's all you had to do and it and fucking it, worked
0: and then everybody respects him. And then everybody's like, I want to be a part of your gang. Yeah. Like, I don't have a gang. And they're like, now you do. We're your gang. But then in actuality, everybody joins the gang. And they're just a community of brotherhood. I feel like that's what a union is. Rob Schneider. Yes. Isn't that like a
1: union, kind of?
0: It's basically a union. So basically, the, pri- <laughs> the prisoners unionized yeah. under Rob Schneider.
1: There
0: you go. I have to say something about about the prison uniforms, See, CJ, why were all the prisoners wearing just straight up denim?
1: I don't know, especially because on the bus on the way to the prison, they were wearing orange.
0: They were wearing orange, and then they got there, and they were like denim shirts, denim pants, I couldn't and tell fucking you. New Balance
1: shoes. <laughs> I didn't even realize brand the
0: shoes. <laughs> new white New Balance dad shoes. Oh. Uh, I was... And listen, I've never been to prison. Me neither. So perhaps prison uniforms are all denim outfits with New Balance shoes. But I highly doubt it. It was so much denim.
1: Yeah. And so this movie has transitioned from Rob Snyder's character being a sleazy slimeball, uh timeshare salesman... To him trying to protect himself, to apparently working out and him being super buff and strong, to now he's working on making the prisoner life a better place. And so that's why, you know, guys, you gotta respect the man, because he's a great guy. You, too, can be just like him. All you have to do is be a shitty person and then have some great transformation into a great person.
0: And have this weird man who's called the master torture you for a couple weeks. Yeah,
1: you also need seven million dollars and a, you know, wife, and uh, a lot of tax fraud.
0: A lot of tax fraud.
1: And you need to be able to get uh, get away with a lot of rape jokes.
0: A l- uh, and slurs. Oh my the god, R slur. Be- like, I I cannot believe the things that were coming out of these people's mouths within, like, the first five minutes of this movie. I was like, like, my, my jaw was on the floor. I'm not going to repeat them, obviously, yeah. but.
1: So, we're just going to keep trucking along, pushing through. Rob Schneider, savior of the prison,
0: <laughs> quickly
1: turns <laughs> the, again. The, Who was that? The messiah? Jesus
0: Christ of the prison. He's basically the he Messiah. He's basically messiah.
1: the... The penitentiary Messiah,
0: more or less.
1: The warden uh, calls him in because the warden saw that the prisoners were all like like happy and living in a community. And the warden how dare they? The warden's like, because you know he's the bad guy. The warden's of like, of course. Rob, uh, Mr. Schneider, if you will, you can't be doing this shit because I want, I want these these prisoners to fight so we can shoot them. And the prison be disbanded, so I can turn this piece of land into condominiums. And so, listen here, Rob. I can get me. I'm the warden. All right. I can get you out of this place, like now, pretty much on probation, because I could pull some strings. I can do whatever the fuck I'm, I'm the warden. But if you do, if you don't, I'll make your life a living hell. And I'm going to make you live here until, like, the three to five years I was supposed to be happening.
0: I just want all the listeners to know that CJ's facial expressions have completely transformed <laughs> into the warden. Yeah. He, the warden, like, embodied his soul for a second. Yeah. I was so engrossed in this performance.
1: Uh, and, and Rob Schneider was torn. But then he spent a night thinking about it. He thought about his wife. And then he said to a guard, Tell the warden, I'll go along with his plan. I want to get out of here as quick as I can.
0: Because he thought that his wife was cheating on him with the master.
1: So, all of a sudden, Messiah <laughs> walks on to the, to the outside. Calls everyone around, and they all scurry to him, because he's the fucking Messiah, of course. And Of course. And Rob, with a big old frown on his face, says... I am not your leader. I don't give a shit what you guys do. And he points directly to the interracial book club and says, You guys all hate each other. And you know you do. Why are you having and a book immediately,
0: club? Immediately. And immediately they're like You're right. Time to start beating the shit out of each oh, other. It was so like, dumb. It was so stupid. And then like the white supremacist and the the first guy that he beat up who was, like, the biggest guy in the prison. I forget what his name was. I don't remember But either. the white supremacist and the biggest guy who was a black guy are, like, dating. And because because Rob Schneider, the messiah of prisons, says that being gay does not mean that you have to rape people. Really, truly words of wisdom. And so they start dating. And then then they start, like, beating each other up and then hating each other. It's just so sp- stupid and it was like, like
1: really on like a finger snap and boom everyone want to go back to the status quo of them hating each
0: ridiculous. other ridiculous ridiculous this movie's so fucking stupid and then so they're like he's like all right i'll go along with your plan and i'll turn everybody against each other again um because he thinks that the the master is cheating is his wife is cheating on him with the master um, and so he's like, I got to get home. I got to get out of here. So then he has a parole hearing very early at the warden's arrangement. And he starts doing his little parole hearing. And they're like, oh, you sound like an upstanding young citizen. And he's like, yes, I am. And then he remembers that the prison guards are going to incite a riot so that all of them can get shot. And he panics and decides to start sexually harassing the people doing his parole hearing. Um, And then he gets taken out and his parole gets, like, nixed. And then he goes outside and he thinks that all of his friends are going to get shot. But.
1: But.
0: But. But. Instead, they show a shot of, like, all of his little prison buddies like all whispering each other and being all secretive um, before this prison riot and then they all go out and they all got their their uh, weapons and they're about to go fight each other and then the luck of the Irishman his roommate forget his name turns on the shorts. Cubano music shorts puts on the Cubano music and then all of a sudden they do a choreographed dance
1: Yes, Which, sir. Which honestly
0: was my favorite part of the movie because no one was speaking. Yes,
1: sir. And
0: everyone was just feeling the rhythm of the music.
1: And I, I told Alexa too when it happened. I fucking called it as soon as Rob Schneider like told his cellmate, "Hey, don't go to the prison. Go, don't go to the yard tomorrow."
0: at like twelve thirty or
1: whatever. Yeah, as soon as he said that, I knew what was gonna happen. And then another a later scene we see shorts whispering to people and then they're whispering to more people and I'm like, Oh come on guys, we know you planted the seed with the music. You like we know there's gonna be a dance sequence.
0: I didn't I didn't expect it to be so elaborate, truthfully. I just
1: I just knew shit was gonna happen like that. And I was waiting yeah. for it and it happened I'm like, Yep. Okay. I knew this <laughs>
0: And then everybody is like, "We're all we're actually friends now." And then the warden gets put into prison for whatever reason. And then one of the guards that was like the warden's lackey becomes the new warden. Excuse me, I keep burping because I'm drinking. <laughs> and then, um, and then at the end of the movie, three Rob years Schneider's later, like, by the way, three years later, Rob Schneider's like, "It's my time to leave." and everybody's like give a group hug to rob schneider and they all give a group hug and he says goodbye and then it turns out that he had a daughter with his wife and the master was ne- sh- his wife was never cheating on him with the master because the master is impotent because of cigarettes uh, because of cigarettes <laughs> Man, that man was a walking anti-cigarette commercial because not only did he not have any feeling in his hands because he smoked cigarettes so much. And also he couldn't do like other things because he smoked cigarettes too much. But then at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, yeah, I also can't have sex because I smoke too many cigarettes. Like, damn, dude.
1: Honestly, I'm going to give the movie what it deserves. I think that was a funny bit. I think the cigarette weariness was a funny bit. And I think the other funny bit that they just really referenced like once offhandedly was when Shorts was at the very beginning describing all the different gangs. He pointed to one group of people and said, or uh, Rob Schneider's like, oh, what's that group? And they go, oh, those are the Scientologists. You don't want to mess with them. (laughs) And I like that because anything making fun of Scientologists is A-OK in my book. It's really
0: good. It's A-OK in my book um did i was there anything that i really particularly liked i feel like there was one line that i just kind of gave a little huh at and that was it um but i can't remember oh it was when so rob schneider comes into the prison and he's like fighting everyone and then all of a sudden a man dressed like a chef runs in and starts attacking him and he's like who did that he was like where did you even come from and i was like "That's eh, kind of funny and random that it's just a chef that was really it. And guys, yeah. And I I appreciated the musical number. I thought the musical number was very cute and fun. It was good. And I in theory, I like the idea of a movie about, you know, a bunch of grown-ass men putting their differences aside to become genuine friends. Do you know what Do you know what movie does this very well about a bunch of prisoners who all Stop hating each other and then become friends and then work towards a common goal because they're genuinely good friends and it's a wholesome, wholesome film.
1: What's the movie?
0: Paddington 2. Paddington 2 does this shit so fucking well because Paddington is a delightful little bear that goes (laughs) to prison and then he unites (laughs) I, <coughs> <coughs> I guess we'll witness CJ's death now. Oh, he's back. <laughs>
1: I'm Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what a like Pat Paddington Two is he? Go- yes, is-, is is the the sentient teddy bear? He goes to prison.
0: Yes, so I'm pretty sure, I haven't watched it in a couple years, but I'm pretty sure that he's, like, what? framed as a thief. Yeah. What? I, yes, okay. I, I was, like,
1: nodding so, along with you. I'm like, oh, she's gonna say The Longest Yard. I'm ready. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> and you went out fucking Paddington 2? What?
0: DJ, did you know that the Paddington movies have I believe Paddington 1 is a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes and Paddington 2 has again a masterpiece a 100%. I know nothing
1: about the Paddington movies. You've never I've seen, seen I thought CJ. it was like a glorified little bear.
0: Stop stop the fucking podcast right now. <laughs> We're watching Paddington 1 and 2. It is a delightful series of films about a little bear Who loves marmalade that um lives with a lovely british family (laughs) and his auntie and uncle live in like the jungle i forget where and then he leaves to go to london and he lives with a lovely london family and he goes on lovely adventures and in the second one he goes to buy a present for his aunt and then he gets framed for thievery (laughs) and then he goes to prison
1: that's a big then, fucking turn, my guy. That's a big fucking turn, especially for a movie for for little kids. For for, for it's, it's a so big turn goes, for a plush bear.
0: So then so then he goes to the prison and then all the prisoners hate him because all the prisoners are mean but then he unites them with the power of friendship and then some sort of wardrobe malfunction happens and then all of their outfits are pink and then all the prisoners help him escape prison because now they're all friends
1: I can see this shit being like a Ted movie you know like that talking cute little teddy bear but Paddington
0: CJ, it's a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I, it's I can't scream right now because, like I said before, it <laughs> is now 1 a.m. in the morning, and everyone in my house is sleeping, I hope, or else they are still awake because of the nonsense I bring from my room. But, but you're... Uh, uh, uh,
0: Anyway, you should watch Paddington 2 instead of Big Stan. <laughs> it's a. T- <laughs> it goes so far as to say it's a prison comedy.
1: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: <laughs> I didn't even think about the longest yard. That's how my brain fucking works, CJ. My brain immediately went to oh, a good comedy about men in prison setting aside their differences to reach a common goal. Paddington 2, of course. This is on
1: the fucking, this is the same level of us having an entire episode of a podcast and it being <laughs> like the final 30 minutes and you just drop the bomb when I ask, like, oh, do you have any other information to share? And you just drop the bomb. Oh, Daddy, Daddy Day Camp had a sequel to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: I had no, I, I had no idea about it.
0: Called Grandpappy Daycare or whatever the fuck it's called. What
1: the Fuck, Paddington 2 goes to prison?
0: I cannot believe that you haven't watched Paddington. What (laughs) do you mean?
1: What do you mean you can't believe? I've never seen Paddington.
0: I'm about to text your girlfriend because she's probably going to be disappointed in you.
1: I don't know. I don't know about this.
0: My boyfriend also hasn't seen Paddington and he said something about it in one of his YouTube videos and I commented nothing about the content of the video. I commented about him not knowing Paddington 2 and I instantly stopped the YouTube video and texted him and said, you've never seen Paddington or Paddington 2? No! They're classics. They're cinematic masterpieces.
1: Alexa. (laughs) Alexa.
0: A better prison comedy than Big Stan.
1: <laughs> what can you tell me about the production side of Big Stan?
0: <laughs> okay, well, um, I have to tell you that a lot of my notes are as the movie goes on, I start recognizing more actors that I enjoy. So I have <laughs> the first one says, not the girl from Once Upon a Time. Then not Richard Kind. Then not this fucking dude. In reference to the other lawyer who's been in other movies, including Knives Out. Um. Hmm.
1: Knives Out.
0: And I have not the fucking leprechaun from Luck of the Irish. Yep. Not fucking Grizzly Adams. And then the lady who was hearing his parole hearing. Okay.
1: Oh my Here's god. Here's a
0: short quiz. Okay, the lady so, who we
1: saw her boob.
0: No god no. Oh, not no. that lady.
1: By the way, guys, we, we saw an old lady boob.
0: An old lady boob, just one, but it was upsetting enough. Um The lady who's doing the parole hearing where he where oh. Rob Schneider was like, yes. Can you open up your shirt and show me those titties? Yes, yeah. Um, okay. The- so I'm gonna give you three television shows off the top of my head and you're gonna pick the one that you think that she has also been in as a main player okay 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 first show at Carly second show Carol Burnett show the third show Jimmy Neutron,
1: boy genius. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna fucking rule out iCarly. Carol Burnett Show I've seen, like, only clips of, and so I have no idea. That's a contender. But you fucking pulling out Jimmy Neutron, (laughs) boy genius, is making me think, is she the teacher?
0: Oh, no, sir. She is, in fact, Judy Neutron. Jimmy's (laughs) mother. Wife of Hugh, (laughs) (coughs) Newton
1: Oh, I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. You got to stop dropping these bombs on me. Holy shit.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. That was my favorite uh, production behind the scener. Uh, budget was $7.5 million. Box office was eight and a half, or $8.7 million. So technically a success. It did better than by Cats. A, by a small margin. You are so right, unfortunately. Um, it actually... So we're technically... Uh, it's a little bit of a stretch as to it being a 2007 movie because it did premiere in 2007 at film festivals. Yes. And then it had a limited release in 2008, mostly in other countries It wouldn't wouldn't premiere.
1: It wouldn't be in theaters in America, right?
0: Yes. It wouldn't be in theaters. And then it got a straight-to-DVD release in 2009. Um, The writer, who I didn't write down his name, he's mainly a producer. And he's mainly produced shows like The Daily Show, What We Do in the Shadows, Jimmy Fallon. He's also been a writer for Jimmy Fallon and... The Daily Show. I think this is really the only feature film he's ever written good. Wow. But it is unfortunate because I like those other shows. But one of the producers, his name is Mark A.Z. DePay, he is mostly a director and he directed Spawn which was a Marvel movie in the 90s that actually kicked off. The reason why we have Spider-Man is because Spawn was so popular. So shout out to Spawn. Um, And then he uh, directed Halloween Town High and Pixel Perfect, which is one of my favorite Disney Channel original films, and a lot of Garfield direct to DVD. We can't
1: can't talk about Garfield again. We got to move on.
0: It has uh, an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Just to give you context, Underdog had a 16%, and I think that's a fucking crime. This movie deserves less than Epic Movie, in my humble opinion. I'll tell you
1: what right now, Alexa. Amazon, the people on Amazon fucking love this movie. Are you serious? It is, like, well-rated. Yeah.
0: That's a disappointment. Let me give my one more weird fact. Because, and this might not be weird to anybody else, but I thought it was a strange coincidence. So, this movie was obviously made in 2007. They probably shot it around 2006. Since then, four people in the cast have died.
1: Oh, wow. Four.
0: So, David Carradine, who was the master, he passed away in 2009. He is credited for movies up until 2018 or something, yeah. which is a little weird, but I guess they're all posthumous. Um, Henry Gibson, who's Lucky the Irish, dude. This was literally his last film, ah, so I feel really sad about fucking that. Fucking rip, dude. Um, he died in 2009. Then Marcia Wallace, who was the barkeep. She's also famous for being in The Carol Burnett Show, and also she was famous for being the teacher in The Simpsons. Um, hey,
1: Crab Apple. Yes.
0: Sh- yes, Crab Apple passed away in
1: 2013.
0: Aww. And then Dan Haggerty, who was Grizzly Adams, passed away in 2016, and then Scott Wilson, who was the warden in the movie, passed away in 2018. Oh my goodness. So watching this film, there are five cast members who are no longer with us.
1: Wow.
0: And that just kind of freaked me out
1: That's a, a bit. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: too many. And I thought that was very strange. I also noticed, which maybe because uh, I'm not into this niche fan group, but the majority of the prisoners were all played by wrestlers and, like, boxers and fighters. Oh, I didn't know that yes so like the majority of them were a lot of them weren't even actors also um jackson rathbone played like the hippie um the hippie prisoner do you did you recognize him at all cj
1: no yeah should i prepare myself for another truth bomb
0: all right well it's not as exciting but he plays jasper in the twilight series an icon yeah
1: i don't be mad at me but i've never seen the twilight series
0: honestly i don't blame you uh when it came out you were how old like
1: oh middle school and it was like the height of twilight hate with like justin bieber hate yeah like i remember i have my eighth grade yearbook on my shelf over there and there's a page Mm -hmm. where like in our eighth grade yearbook there were polls that you got to answer And you got to see the results of, like, are you an Apple or are you a PC guy? Are you a Coke or uh a Pepsi person?
0: So are you Team Edward or Team Jacob?
1: Something like that. Or it was like Twilight or Harry Potter. And I remember just taking my Sharpie and just scribbling all over the Twilight. There was a Justin Bieber one and I was like scribbling all over. I didn't. I was, man, I was ruthless as a little piece of shit.
0: I was team Jacob, but now I'm an adult, and I think I'm team Edward. At
1: the time, but team... my mom read the books in French, because she's a French teacher, and yes. she kept them in the bathroom, because she would read them all she was on the can, and <laughs> I can't get that image out of my head, and so what I don't a... think I'll ever read or watch the movies.
0: What a weird experience. I have to say, the movies... Hold up in like a cheesy way like you watch them and you're like oh this is so like cheesy and silly especially like the first one which is really they made so many choices um so many choices were made regardless so he was jasper in twilight series however have you ever seen the last airbender
1: the actual cartoon
0: no 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 the live action no
1: no no i have not
0: You've never seen it? No, I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to. It's awful, no. but he played... I still haven't my truth finished bomb.
1: watching the series. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, what happened right, well, was
1: in this... It's, it's weird to say in nowadays time, but kids, back in our days, if you missed an episode on a show that premiered, like, weekly, you were shit out of luck. And yeah, so, dude. So what happened to me was I was super into it. I missed, like, a week. And then just because I missed a week, I didn't want to spoil myself until I just fucking stopped.
0: Yeah, I talked to my roommate about this when uh, Avatar first went onto Netflix. And I was like, it's so fucking crazy that, like, when we were kids, like... We just had to hope that we watched it on premiere. I watched... I was able to catch up with Avatar because in the second season, they were doing, I think, like a big special for like the library episode. Mm. And so they were playing every single episode before then. And so I was able to catch up and watch all of them. And then, like, you know, I was able to piece it together. That's how I I found
1: Naruto originally. Really? I
0: I don't know anything about Naruto. And listen,
1: you don't need to. But that was my. introduction into anime like legit
0: i know his son's name is baru that is correct
1: legit cartoon network Mm -hmm. had a special where they were playing like the entire series up to a certain point and i just sat down i decided to give it a watch and i was fucking into it
0: dude fucking toonami when i was a kid i i didn't sleep at all as a child and my parents Uh, because they also don't sleep and they didn't go to bed until like three o'clock in the morning they were like oh our our child doesn't have school she's three years old who who cares what time she goes to bed so like i would stay up super late and watch toonami and i watched so much anime when i was like three and then i grew up to not be an anime person anyway uh long story short Jackson Rathbone also plays Sokka in The Last Airbender. Oh, my. Live action. Very disappointing. And also, one of the other prisoners who is like his friend played, um, he played Al Pacino in Tropic Thunder. And he played Grover in the Percy Jackson movies.
1: Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've seen the first one.
0: And I... Yeah, and I think that's really all I have. Um, oh, Rob Schneider um, passed out like two or three times in the in the production of this movie because he got like super overheated and super dehydrated on multiple occasions, and apparently he was also like super stressed out, and he was having trouble finishing this movie. <laughs> he should have just not finished yeah,
1: it. Yeah, he, he should have just canned it.
0: He should have listened to the universe.
1: I only have one amazon review because like i said before it a lot of people liked it and so this amazon review is actually a five star that i managed to find
0: oh boy okay
1: it is from mr br good and it was reviewed (laughs) in 2013 picture 234 prisoners in a Mac security U.S. prison, crying with laughter. That was the scene upon inserting Big Stan inside the slot and pressing play. I am a prison drama teacher and was given permission to show this on Christmas Day.
0: Is that the whole review? That's the
1: whole review.
0: I have so many questions. I didn't know prison drama teachers existed, but th- <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I guess it. I guess in a way, it is kind of heartwarming that all these prisoners enjoyed the film because they are in prison, and it that fucking sucks. Yeah, and I'm glad that they got enjoyment out of it. That being said... A
1: weird move for a dr- a prison drama teacher to do.
0: A weird movie for a prison drama teacher to show. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe I'm just, like, not as tapped into, like, the Rob Schneider discography. Or film... <laughs> discography, like he's a singer. The filmography. But, like, I did not so know that Big Stan existed before this podcast. Like, before we started doing research for this podcast. Like... I've never fucking heard of it. I've seen it pictures. It was a direct... T-
1: I've, I've definitely seen the, the name, seen pictures, but that was it. Really? Yeah.
0: I had no fucking idea that this movie existed. In fact, when we were talking about watching it, I kept seeing, like, I was looking up where to watch it, and everywhere was like, you gotta pay $10, and I was like, $10 fucking dollars? No, like, baby, I found I it the, for free. CJ found it for fucking free. Big fucking ups to you. Um. thank God. I don't want to give any of my fucking money to Rob Schneider for this. But I just find that to be, like, a weird movie. Like, don't you... Do you not play... You know what he should have fucking played? This drama teacher? He should have played Paddington (laughs) 2.
1: Oh, my God. We can't. We can't go back to Paddington 2. He
0: should have played fucking Paddington 2.
1: No, 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 no. Mm-hmm.
0: Um... This movie... I'm not... I've never seen the movie Get Hard.
1: Oh, with Will but I Ferrell? feel like
0: this is what, yeah, I feel like this is what the movie Get Hard is about.
1: I, I felt that as well. I was like, didn't Will Ferrell have a similar premise? I remember.
0: Yeah, it was like he was like some sort of like businessman or something, and he got sent to prison, and then he like enlisted the help of Kevin Hart to like make him like a hardened criminal so that he wouldn't get bullied. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I also had that. Uh line of
0: thought my other thought about this film was that i thought that it's very weird that rob schneider (laughs) is selling timeshares to people and is like i'm developing land so that like i can con old people into buying houses on my land and i'm like this man contributed to the fucking 2008 housing crisis yo Fucking Rob Schneider contributed oh, to the housing fuck. crisis.
1: Right before it happened, too.
0: Right before it fucking happened, like is that why they also didn't want to like oh my <laughs> put God. it in theaters? That is
1: crazy.
0: They were like, guys, this is a little bit in bad taste. I didn't even like, think about should... that. That's all I could think about the whole movie. I guess because I recently watched uh, the Queen of Versailles documentary about a month ago, um, which is about like a a woman who's married to a timeshare mogul and they basically talk about like how their lives are declining during the housing crisis and during the financial crisis and the whole time as soon as he's like selling timeshares to old ladies I'm like oh no Ugh. it's the housing crisis
1: terrible that's big Stan
0: this, that's, big, that's Stan. big Stan do I have any other thoughts no Um. I don't wait I do oh. I have one more So this movie starts out with big stan trying to sell a timeshare to an old lady and she's like my nephew on the internet said that this is a fucking scam well she didn't say fucking but whatever she's like this is a scam and so rob schneider then pulls out a very weird tactic where he suddenly becomes racist and says that um she lives in a bad area, and she's going to be, again... The timeshare's
1: in a bad area.
0: Yeah, the timeshare's in a bad area, and she's going to be assaulted by black men, which was so racist and so uncomfortable. But my favorite line, and Rob Schneider said this, something to this effect a few times, but he said, I don't want to be racist. And now, I have to say, if you remember, we did watch... I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. In which Rob Schneider portrayed a racist caricature of an Asian man. And I recently watched 51st Dates, which is the second best film in the Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore trilogy. The third one barely counts. I'm very passionate about the Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore trilogy. Anyway, he, in 51st Dates, Rob Schneider plays a racist caricature of a Polynesian man. CJ left.
1: I'm still here. I just had a stretch.
0: Okay, <laughs> I looked away and then I looked back and he's gone. Ah, anyway, I just thought like it's so funny that Rob Schneider kept saying all these things like I'm not racist. I don't want to be racist. I'm not a racist person. Being racist is bad. Like, what made you? What made you change not your mind, Rob? What's what stopped you before, Bud? Nothing. I wish you could see my fucking notes, y'all, because. I also said that the text of the opening credits was ugly. Um, But a lot of these is like, not this, not that. God, there are so many slurs. God, I want to fucking die. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Why is this happening? I'd rather watch
1: Wild Hogs than watch Big Stan again.
0: I would a thousand times. I would watch Wild Hogs for 24 hours straight before I would fucking watch Big Stan. Probably. If somebody had a Gun to my head, and they were like, "You either have to watch one thing of Big Stan or 24 hours of Wild Hogs." I'd be if like, "If they
1: had a gun to my head, I, I'd watch Big Stan." To be honest, I'd probably
0: watch Big Stan. But, but like, if if they were, oh, you know what? How if they were like, we'll give you like a hundred dollars? it would be like, "24 hours of Wild Hogs isn't bad." Totally. Like. You just have that while you're doing other things in the background? I miss Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs was a simpler time. (laughs) CJ, Wild Hogs (laughs) Not only was it a simpler time before we knew that Big Stan existed, but like (laughs) Wild Hogs was the last time we ever saw each other in
1: person. I I know. Oh yeah. It was (laughs) Oh my
0: god, that makes me sad. It was right before we all had to
1: come home and lock ourselves up.
0: We had a lovely episode in public in a park and then we never saw each other that again. That
1: was it. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm glad we did this while drinking. I don't know if you are at all at all not sober, but I am definitely not.
1: I am I'm good mentally, but I'm going to be straight with you, Alexa i have to pee so fucking bad me too so, dude.
0: me too i think
1: we gotta end it because your boys gotta go to yeah. the little men's room
0: me too i gotta go to the little little ladies. Okay, room okay that sounds like um, a deal uh moral of the story fuck big stan sorry this episode's so short but fuck it's big not even stan. that short pee. it's not no, even that no, short no, 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 it's, like a, no, no. it's like an hour it's whatever. It's whatever. Go, let's go say, to the bathroom. Watch folks. Go to the bathroom, and watch Paddington too. And that's my review. Basically. There you go. Cheers to you. Oh fuck! Follow, <laughs> follow us on our socials. Every I blanked out too. Don't every worry. To, woo!
1: Yeah, it's one. Follow us on our socials and
0: follow us on our socials at every two thousand seven comedy. Um uh sorry this episode is a weekly it, it life comes at you fast sometimes and thank you just so much uh,
1: gina royal for letting us use your song 20 something for your album yellow
0: woo! yeah. we love her and we love her yeah, guinea
1: yeah, pigs Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, her guinea pigs baby's birthdays are
1: coming Oh, felice Coplianos! So.
0: felice Coplianos in december tvt to when they were born on the day that gina was supposed to be on the show true
1: oh god that's right uh, wow
0: She's been, the, t- uh, she's been posting them a lot on TikTok. Follow so. Gina Royale on TikTok. She's posting them a lot on TikTok.
1: Let's get yep. the hell out of here before I piss myself. Yeah.
0: Me too. Okay. Bye, guys. Goodbye.
1: We'll we see, see you, you all, all in 2000- prison. Oh. 2007. 2007.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I got to pee. <laughs>
1: O seven.